this is Denise Lee Yan, and welcome to the Brand as Business Bites podcast. The Brand as Business Bites podcast features great stuff for your brain to chew on, including insights and interviews with newsmakers, brand builders, and thought leaders. It's available on iTunes and on my website, DeniseLeeYon.com. Hello, my guest for today is Adam Witte, founder and CEO of Advantage, the business growth company. Advantage offers turnkey publishing and marketing systems, and I first got connected with Adam as I was exploring book publishing options. He recently came back on my radar because of his new book entitled Lead the Field, How to Become an Authority and Dominate Your Competition. It's a short book but covers a lot of ground. So I'm pleased to talk with Adam today so you can learn more about it. So welcome, Adam. Denise, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be with you. Great. Well, when I heard you speak recently, you said something that caught my attention, and I want to start there. You said, the higher up in income you go, the more you are paid for who you are rather than for what you do. Why don't you explain what this means and why that's the case? Yeah, so so this is the, the common misconception that a lot of people have. And that is that they think that the only way to increase their earnings is to increase their knowledge, increase their skill set, more years of experience, uh, more training, more more classes, continuing education. And, And it's actually all wrong. That's not to say that those things aren't important and that, that those things don't help. Um, but what you've got to remember is that when people make buying decisions, most of the buying decisions that we make are really quite irrational. And one of those irrational decisions that we all tend to make is we buy on the who much more so than the what and even the how. And so I, I'm going to give you a, a couple of examples. Um, you know, the, 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 the authority position, the celebrity position, the expertise position that some entrepreneurs and CEOs have crafted for themselves, and it's all been very strategic, has given them and their businesses a significant leg up. Mm-hmm. Um, a great example is Richard Branson and the Virgin Group. Mm-hmm. And Richard Branson has created an entrepreneurial personality that is larger than life. And mm-hmm. and Branson probably more than anything else has helped propel the Virgin Group um, to the size and the success that they've had. And and largely um, of, of course the Virgin Group is largely in the licensing business where mm-hmm. where they are licensing the Virgin name to uh, other companies that have a product or a service line that they attach Virgin to. But Mm -hmm. the big reason why so many people want to associate with Virgin is more than just Virgin, but it's because of the association with Richard Branson. And so Richard Branson is a great example of a who. Um, The value in the Virgin brand is largely the who, the personality that helped take it there. Um, a, another great example, and this is a much more practical level, is let's take um, 
the, 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 let, let, let's take your local hometown and let's take a orthopedic surgeon in your local hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The orthopedic surgeon that has a line wrapped around his office of people wanting to see him or her is the orthopedic surgeon that has made their who, meaning their personal brand, more valuable than all of their competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways to build your who. Um, some of which are authoring a book, uh, being on television and radio, uh, being a prodigious creator of valuable content that your readers, your listeners, your customers want to consume, um, speaking and being seen on stage, and, and there's many, many others. But these are all strategic ways that you can build the who. And mm-hmm. undoubtedly, again, people buy irrationally, People are more attracted to the who than the what or the how, and because of that, they're willing to pay more for it. Okay, I, 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 that makes sense completely. I, I think that I find that to be true when when my buying decisions as well. So, I, I believe you wrote your book again. It's called "Lead the Field, Become an Authority, and Dominate Your Competition" in order to help people do exactly what you're talking about. So can you you could talk about this concept of authority marketing in your book? And if you could maybe define that and then maybe give some examples of, of people or an example of one person that's done it effectively, um, that would be really helpful. Yeah, so, so authority marketing by definition um, and, and it's easy for me to, to share this definition be, because we created it. Um, Advantage, the company that, that I lead, uh, was largely the creator of what we call authority marketing. Um, and, and we're a, pine, a pioneer in, the, in that industry. So authority marketing is, is the systematic process of strategically positioning a person or a brand as a leader and expert in an industry, in a market, in a community, or on a topic, okay? Mm-hmm. So so I want to break that down for a minute. The yeah. first word is systematically. Um, the biggest thing that I always teach people is that authority does not just come to you magically. Um, <laughs> authority is not like a bad disease or a cough that comes about you in the dark of night. Um, Authority is something that you have to systematically plan and build over a period of time. Um, There are very specific actions that you can take to build your authority position. So so systematic and strategic are are two really key words. Um, The other key words are leader and expert, okay? So that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to build your thought leadership position, your your expertise position. Mm-hmm. And and the final piece is your industry, your community, your marketplace. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I say you need to become an authority, I'm not saying you need to become Richard Branson. And I'm not saying you need to become Donald Trump. Um, I'm saying that you need to become the Richard Branson of your niche. 
So if you're an orthodontist in Kansas City, you need to be the Richard Branson of orthodontics in Kansas City. Hmm. Because when I open up the phone book and I'm looking for an orthodontist for braces for my son, well, the truth is there's like 24 orthodontists in Kansas City. (laughs) And they all look the same to me. And because they all look the same, I'm going to probably buy either on price, and it's not the most expensive price, it's the lowest price, mm-hmm. or, or I'm going to buy on proximity. So who's the closest to where I live? Mm. And and the way to completely scramble that and game change that is to be seen as the go-to guy or the go-to gal. And when you strategically build authority position for yourself and for the company that you lead, price and proximity uh, largely can become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And so, so authority marketing is this strategic process of building an authority position in your industry, in your community, in your marketplace to have an outsized level of influence. The more influence you have, the more you dominate your competition. And, and, and I like to say, look, I want you to be slightly famous. I, I don't need you to be a rock star where you're getting mobbed when you go to the airport. Uh, I just need you to be slightly famous. And, and I'll give you one example of that that I think illustrates this so well. One of our authors is a consultant to automobile dealers. Um, so, so he's a sales and marketing consultant for car dealers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said to me once, he said, Adam, when I get on an airplane, not a single person knows who I am. I can go through my life in, com- in complete anonymity. Nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. But when I walk onto the floor at the NADA, which is the National Automotive Dealers Association, he said, I'm a friggin' rock star. Mm-hmm. And the important thing to note there is that's all that really matters because the only people that are going to give Jim Ziegler money, the only people that are going to hire his company are car dealers. Mm-hmm. So his authority position in the eyes of a car dealer has to be very, very high. His authority position to his next door neighbor is not nearly as important. Right. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our authors is a gentleman named Dr. Stephen Hotze. And Dr. Hotze runs the Hotze Health and Wellness Center in Houston, Texas. And the specialty of the Hotze Health and Wellness Center, um, they focus on natural approaches to medicine and spend a lot of their bandwidth in, in hormones and hypothyroidism uh, for, for females, hormones and, 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 and hormone balancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Hotze has now written two books. He, he has a weekly radio show. Uh, he's been on every major TV station in Texas. He's been a guest on Fox News, on CNN. Uh, he speaks about 10 or 12 times a year at different health conferences. 
his his company took out a full page ad for his book in Spirit Magazine, which is the in-flight magazine for Southwest mm-hmm. Airlines, mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Houston is one of their hubs. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he even created a magazine. He, he said, Oprah's got O Magazine, we're going to have H Magazine. <laughs> and, and so literally every quarter he mails H Magazine to his patients and to his prospective patients. And so what Dr. Hotze has done is he has very strategically, very systematically created a level of authority positioning that he did not have before. Mm-hmm. But before he was just a doctor. And the truth is, in Houston, there's a lot of doctors that do what he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as the author of two books, as the host of a weekly radio show, as a guy that's been on TV many, many, many times, as a guy that speaks about 12 times a year, as the guy that's a publisher of his own magazine, all of these things have slowly but very systematically built his authority position where if you talk to a middle-aged woman who is having thyroid issues and you say, who is it that you want to go see, more often than not, they say, I I want to go see Dr. Hotze. Because he is the guy. Right. And he's the guy because of the authority position that he has very strategically built for himself and for his, his, his practice. Right. Now you've mentioned several different things that he've done, he's done, and some of those comprise the seven pillars of authority marketing that you talk about in your book. And since we don't have time to cover all of them, I'm wondering if you can pick or identify the one or two that are really the most important. And you know, maybe maybe it's different for Dr. Hotze versus the consultant for the car dealers. But generally, are there a couple that um, that you would really like to um, point out and explain now? Yeah, so so Denise, you're asking me to pick favorites amongst my children, <laughs> um, but I'm going to do I it. I only do that because people do that to me, and my book has seven principles in it also, and everyone wants <laughs> to pick like two or three, and I'm like, really? So. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm going to comply, and, and I will pick three. Okay. Um, and, and as you alluded to, there, there's seven pillars of authority marketing, but, but one really interesting thing to note is that you don't have to engage in all seven pillars. Um, depending upon the needs of your business, depending upon what it is that you want to achieve in your business, you can certainly implement three or four or, or heck, even one or two of the pillars very strategically and still see a very positive return on that. But, but certainly for ultimate max max uh, of, of authority marketing than engaging in all seven pillars. You know, a smart thing to do. Yes. So let's start with what we call um, PR and media. Real simple, okay. right? Mm-hmm. When you are on TV, when you are on radio, when you are interviewed and appear in newspapers and magazines, it creates a level of authority. People irrationally believe that if you're on TV, you're smarter than your peers. 
<laughs> no, it's not true. Right. Um, but 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 that's what people irrationally believe. Um, if you uh, are on the radio, if you're in, in newspapers, magazines, the exact same thing. So w- when you go to someone's website and you see logos of all of the media that they've gotten, the initial reaction most people have is, is they're impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you see the screenshots, so there's the screenshot of you being interviewed on CNN or the screenshot of you on Fox News or on MSNBC or even on the local ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox station in your, mm-hmm. in your community. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's very impressive. And so it creates this level of perceived authority, celebrity even, and, and expertise. We, we like to call that the ACE formula, authority, celebrity, expertise. Mm-hmm. So, so proactively going out and getting media is actually a really smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not as much because when, when you appear on TV, your phone's going to start ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's unlikely to happen. Right. But as you build these media credentials, mm-hmm. you create goodwill and perceived expertise that you could not have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, you okay. know, we tell all of our authors that, you know, PR and media needs to be one of those staples, one of those mixes of your authority marketing plan. Uh, a second principle, content marketing. Uh, content marketing is providing and sharing valuable information with your customer or target customer that, that helps address the concerns and the needs that they have and is on point with what they might be coming to you for in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so a great example of that, I'll use myself. Um, one of the companies that we run is uh, a, a publishing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, we work with business people to help them write and publish books. Yes. And one of my books is titled Book the Business, How to Make Big Money with Your Book Without Even Selling a Single Copy. <laughs> and and so this is very good content that's very useful for somebody that is either currently an author or wanting to be an author. Mm-hmm. And we created this content in the form of a book. We then took that book and turned it into articles and blog posts, and social media snippets, and we turned it into a podcast and a audio CD interview. Hmm. And and now we have all of this content that, that was originally created from the book, hmm. and we distribute and disseminate that content to our customers and to, to people that that have an interest in possibly becoming our customers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but the reason they consume it is because it's valuable information on a topic that they are looking to explore and learn more about. Yeah. So So content marketing is this idea of constantly publishing new and useful information for your target customer. Mm-hmm. Um, what you and I are doing right now, Denise, is content marketing for your tribe. Your readers, your listeners, your fans, you're constantly bringing them valuable information 
In this case, it just happens to be through an interview in which you're interviewing me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the third pillar that I'll talk about is speaking. And a lot of you might be thinking, well, well, gee, Adam, I'm not a professional speaker, and I don't want to be a professional speaker. Well, that's all well and good. But what I will tell you is speaking with some regularity is one of the best things you can do to build and cement authority position. Hmm. The, the other thing is that by speaking, it's a phenomenal way to generate leads for your business. Hmm. So, again, rational or irrational, I'll let you decide. <laughs> but when someone is invited up on stage in front of a group, whether it's a 100 people or a 1,000 people, when someone is up on stage, it immediately creates the perception in everybody's mind, this person must be an expert. They must know what they're talking about. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been, they would not have been invited up on stage to, to, to address the audience. So, so that's the first thing that it does, is it immediately programs people in the audience to see you as, quite frankly, superior to others that do what you do. Mm-hmm. The second benefit of it is that it's a phenomenal way to build an audience and to generate leads. Um, mm-hmm. So you may have no interest in being a professional speaker. That's completely fine. We don't have to worry about you getting paid to get in front of a room and give a speech. However, if you can get in front of the right who – then I would argue it's worth your time to get on a plane and go give a speech to them, even if you get paid nothing for it. Mm, mm, So, mm. for example, uh, my business specifically specializes in working with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So if I received a phone call and said, Adam, we have a group of CEOs. They're, They're at a marketing conference. And we want you to come in and speak on authority marketing. Even if I wasn't going to be paid a dime, assuming that the size and scope of business was was matching our target customer, mm-hmm. then I would go in and I would give a speech. Because I know that every time I give that speech, not only does it build my authority position and it builds awareness of me and what I do, mm-hmm. but Every single time I get off the stage, I have at least five people waiting to talk to me, usually far, far more than that. And I always get a few people that give me their card and say, I want to do business with your company. Mm-hmm. And right. Denise, I, I know it's the same for you. Every time you give a speech and you get off stage, somebody's saying, I want to hire you to consult with our company. We want to bring you in to speak to our company or, or something like that. Right. And, and so those are three quick hits, but, but those are three pillars where if you strategically leverage those, uh, they can do a lot to build the authority position, not only of yourself, but also of the company that you lead. Right. Okay. Well, I know my listeners will want to learn more about your firm, Advantage, and your book. So where can they get that information? So, Denise, a couple of ways that people can get a hold of me. The first 
is uh, to learn more about the book, which is titled Lead the Field. Uh, they can visit leadthefieldbook.com, leadthefieldbook.com. Um, and, and you can also get more information about the book, of course, on Amazon or uh, barnesandnoble.com or, or uh, a retailer like that. Um, the company is Advantage Media Group, uh, which is online at Advantage Family. Dot com advantagefamily.com and uh, and then finally I will give out my personal email address uh, just in case any of your listeners have any additional questions or, or want some further information uh, I'm happy to uh, give them the chance to connect with me directly and that email address is um, my first initial and my last name so a is an Adam witty a w i t t y at AdvantageWW.com. So it's awitty at AdvantageWW.com. Okay, and I will make sure to include all that information in my write-up of our conversation in our book as well. So I'll be sure to share those links. And, Adam, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today in this conversation and in your book. Again, it's called Lead the Field how to become an authority, and dominate your competition. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Brand as Business Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe to it on iTunes or through my website, deniseleon.com. And check out my new best-selling book, What Great Brands Do, the seven brand-building principles that separate the best from the rest. Go to whatgreatbrandsdo.com. And remember... Good is the enemy of great. Greatness is a choice. Choose to be great.